good evening. Welcome to podcast number 11 for the end of April 2019. My name is Certificate 18. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We've got a house full of wonderful alt gaming community members tonight. We've got Bony Hawk, aka Musher. What's up, Mush? Hello, friends. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Dan and Viv from Old Gaming. Hi, guys. Hi. And Hat from the NT Clan. Good evening. Hat. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, yeah. So, this is like, I think, our, our third podcast of the new season. Yeah, I think so. 2019 season. We're feeling like we're getting, you know, getting our groove on now and we're cutting in with breaking news stories and, you know, hot off the presses information. Yeah, so what have you set fire to this week, Hart? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing this week. Nothing French. <laughs> no. Well, just the flags. So tonight we're going to talk about the Overwatch Workshop release, and we're also, uh, Viv's been playing World War Z, so he's going to give us his impressions and takeaways. Uh, Steam have just announced a new VR headset called Index. We're going to discuss that. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> Dan's on the ball. <laughs> and also, Magic the Gathering has got a new set coming out. And also, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, Steam hit its one billionth account as well, which is quite exciting. So, and we'll talk about what we've been playing and talk a little bit about Altland at the end. So, let's go straight into it with the new story, which are, quite a few of our community still play Overwatch. Um, still it's a really popular game i don't know why i said still but like they've released this customizable script based editing system so that you can create completely custom map uh, games on any of their existing maps so you could change anything at all you could change the way a character moves what gun they've got how they die how they not die how much health they've got all sorts of stuff like completely it's almost a bit like your imagination as much as you can think of it you can change it uh is that a a good thing for the game is that, like, at this stage, how old's that? 2014? When did it come out? I'm not sure. It's we, been were out praising, we were praising it the other night for its, like, free content. And, that, yep. you know, it just one one payment all those years ago and still content's coming. It's pretty noble. And then like, to release this and you create a little code once you've created all your weird settings in script and you have to write code to do it. It's pretty geeky. But like, uh, you cre it creates a tiny little five-digit code which you can share with anyone, and all those settings, and then like inject it into your version, and you guys can play it. So the community can come up with some really fun, stupid game modes and share them about, which is really nice. Yeah. So StarCraft Two had this um, back when that was quite a big game. So what, like nine years ago, something like that. Okay. Um, and that was like there was some really interesting stuff came out of that to the point where like. Yeah, people made pretty much RPGs like based in StarCraft, and uh, you know, so I, I am I am curious to see if it's possible to do that in this, because you know it's made by the same people theoretically, right? So people are always so creative. As soon as it's handed over to the community, and you know, people always make crazy stuff. I think I've already seen a YouTube video of someone recreating Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> already I've seen it's only been uh, out for a few days I've seen a Bastion dog fight gif on uh, on Reddit the other day yeah you can have flying only games so like the floor is lava kind of stuff nice you can do all sorts of weird shit the one game more dad want is can you remember from Halo 3 where it was like one guy was just the juggernaut 
Yeah. And everyone else trying to kill them. And if you got killed, you became a really fast, squishy guy. Yeah, you can you can all, all become the juggernaut or depend on yeah. whatever how you or you get a boost. Yeah, that was that was good. I mean, that was the last big game that I ever did real serious experimenting with custom yeah. matches in because they had the forge and you could, you know, I mean, that was map creation as much as it was uh, game design, but uh, probably more on the side of map creation. Um, but though I didn't do anything, they could, you couldn't do crazy stuff like zero gravity and things like that. Nah. But, um, they created a few things like griff ball and stuff because they had this hammer that yeah. one of the enemies would wield and you could do a smash with that and they could, and you could then create a ball and everyone's got hammers when they spawn in and you're just trying to basically play hockey. Like, so you create, they, they created games like that. And then there was another one where everyone's on little small versions of the Warthog. I can't remember what they are in pairs, teams of two, one guy driving, one guy on the back with a rocket launcher. And so you're just all riding around this map and you can't walk. You have to be on the bike and you're shooting your rocket. Line. And if your rocket launcher hits, it'll like send the, the bike off in you know, some crazy spins. Like, and it was pretty good fun. It was all silly stuff. Zombies was another classic custom Yeah, zombies made. was good. And, I mean, that still gets created now in all sorts of game modes. Oh. You see it always recreated. Um, sometimes with honour rules and, you know, you could do it properly now. So generally a good thing, right? I mean, oh, yeah, nice to put the effort in. Yeah. Um, what was that game mode you and me used to play on Gmod? The one, like the space one, where there was aliens oh. Yes, uh, was it Morbius? Morbius, that was all. Yes. I wonder if you could make some, like, it should be possible to make something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, my coding isn't great, but it's something that I dabble in now and again, so I'm, I might have a mess around on it, see, obviously not make something like that straight yeah. away, but have a mess around and see what I can do and there. See yeah, if I can make us, like, a nice, uh, like, cause... party mode for Ultman. Yeah, that'd be good. Those crazy Friday nights. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because Morbius was pretty much like, kind of like Trouble in Terrorist Town, but with survival elements. And instead of terrorist, it was like aliens that were hidden. If I recall correctly, uh, there was a Half-Life 2 mod, which was, uh, it was all in that Raven Town or Ravenburg or whatever it's called, you know. Uh, and it was just aliens coming after you. And then shortly after that, Left 4 Dead, I'm sure it was like a, a sort of an official version of it, almost. Okay. And we've lost Hat. Oh dear! Is he oh, gone? There he is. He's yeah, back. My, disc- my Discord just crashed there. <laughs> so, like generally, if the community gets hold of something, it can, in some cases, spawn something completely new, like Daisy, for instance. Or yeah. So yeah, I mean? exactly. Daisy is a great example of what comes out of community. So where could this go? One of the nice takeaways I thought from the like announcement dev video they did, where they were saying it's a maybe an introduction into whether you'd enjoy coding or being part of game creation as well. Mm, that's cool. So like you know, you wet your finger with doing that, and then you realise, yeah, that's this is something I'd be interested in, because they said that when you open the script engine or whatever it's called, you can actually start to see how they created the character in in the studio when they were working. Right. So what's behind Hanzo, and you can edit every element of him in, in the scripting. Because they killed off all the current devs with like overworking and stuff, so they need to get some more. <laughs> well, they've had a load of layoffs, haven't they, recently? <laughs> so, yeah. Didn't they lay off like 700 people or something? It does. Yeah. If, so, I like... could, if I could like code Hanzo, I'd give him Genji's sword and Widowmaker's uh, hookshot, and I'd play Overwatch the Kiro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of ninja action. 
I'll be honest, I'd be tempted to just uh, see if I can edit it so that whenever Hanzo shoots, it's like a Kamehameha, and just see if it can make, like... Because can you change, like, anything in the models, or... Like, I'm not sure. the animations? I don't know. I don't yeah, that's know. a good question. Because if you can't, it's only you a matter of time until someone makes a weird, like, porno out of the... Yeah, the, I think I did say you can't... You can only work with what's already in the game. You can't... Oh, damn it, there goes... Import, uh, like, a penis... Yeah, I, think there's, <laughs> I think there's plenty Overwatch porn currently, Mush. I don't yeah, think you can get into it more. <laughs> uh, do you publish the show notes? Can we get can we get a link to some Rule 34 uh, Overwatch in the show? <laughs> Something <laughs> in the show notes. notes. It's in your head, Mush. <laughs> I'll send you some like, um, private message, Mush. I'll get oh, you some brilliant. good stuff. <laughs> you just look on Ian's profile. He's got loads of games like that. Oh, <laughs> Ian loves the titty games. He loves them. Absolutely loves them. Um, so yeah, that's a cool thing. Thanks for another free thing added to Overwatch. Uh, right. If only Destiny could learn to do the same thing. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> now that they're solo, they've probably got even more reason to, because they left Microsoft and then they left Activision. So they've got like they're on their own now. They've got to make some money. So it's even less likely. Uh, one of the games that came out in between our last podcast and this one was World War Z. Came out on the Epic Store for 31 quid uh four man co-op zombie like looks pretty good it's world war z so you might have seen the film where you got many 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 zombies moving very fast style not your kind of you know walking dead slow crawling zombies uh viv you've been playing it yeah what do you reckon it's not too bad we like three other friends of mine and i always do like a monday night shoot her up you know shoot up and that seemed to fit the bill so I picked it up I think it's about 31 quid yeah it runs really 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 nicely my computer's kind of dated now and it still runs it at ultra no problemo uh, it's fine but yeah they do run they certainly run at you uh, it's basically left for dead pretty much but with a little bit of extra sort of you know there's some classes and you can build uh, defenses like lay barbed wire when you collect it or you can find like electric uh, you can electrify fences or the floor the classes are <clears throat> like well I'm the slasher so I can talk about the slasher but there are Brad Pitt got, no it doesn't have Brad Pitt in it I'm afraid it doesn't but one of the characters does look like uh, Mandrake so uh, it's quite funny <laughs> so Roughly speaking, there's a map. You're dropped in somewhere at the beginning, yeah, and then you have to get to the other end of it. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And normally, either escort someone or uh, fix something or hold a certain area for a certain amount of time while someone else does something. You know, it's not okay. It's not breaking any ground level, uh, like you know, that kind of way. But yeah, suppose... it hasn't invented some exciting new mechanics or techniques that are groundbreaking no but the swarm's pretty impressive like that's where it sort of comes into it you know because i watched instance... a youtube video about the how, how much attention they paid on the way that they moved and it worked it, oh. they, they, they reckoned it was very important to their game and to follow i suppose the the story from the book and the license that they've been granted sure like to make those zombies really move and swarm and and feel like they climb on top of each other to get to you and yeah they do they build like pyramids 
uh, you know, sort of all scrambling up. But interestingly, they don't stand on the dead bodies. Like, the dead bodies do disappear pretty quickly. It's quite, you know, jarring. But there are so many that it's not on your priorities list when, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to play this anymore. I saw three zombies just appear in front of my eyes. Has it got uh, difficulty levels? Yeah, it does. Like, it goes, okay. There's about six or seven difficulty levels. We played it on normal and hard. Uh, we were sort of, we started off on normal and it was quite manageable. So, right. we, yeah, we went up to hard, and it's certainly hard. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the only thing I'd say it lacks, really, is sort of special zombies. There are a couple, like, there's a, a guy in a riot suit who's particularly tough, and he'll sort of grab you or whatever. But there's no, you know, like in Left 4 Dead, that, that you could hear them uh, from miles off. You knew which ones were coming when you, you know, this, uh, I don't know, that's a dynamic that it kind of lacks, but... Has it got loot boxes? It's got no microtransactions that I can discern at this That's time. That's good. Yeah, it is very sort of like you'll earn uh, honor at the end that you can then spend. So, even if you fail, yeah, you still yeah. get a little payout, but it is obviously better to win, of course. Uh, and yeah, scoreboard set is the same sort of top kills <laughs> who discovered the most equipment. Uh, most damage taken, all the sort of salient information. But yeah, I'd recommend it. I do think it's pretty good. good I fun. know the film got quite a lot of shit, but I quite enjoyed the film. It wasn't terrible. I haven't read the book, though. It, Everyone says the book is way better. It is. Like, the book The book is a, and a series of accounts ten years after the war has finished, and this kind of sticks to that in that uh, it tells four different stories. So there's four maps, effectively, but three maps within each of those if that makes sense so there's four yeah. locations and three maps within so right. you get new york uh jerusalem then you go to uh russia moscow and finally end up in japan in tokyo we're at russia now we could have powered through it quite easily but like i said we only really play it on a monday okay so it's yeah you're gonna break through it all pretty quickly but it's the replay in it, you know. You can charge. You oh yeah, yeah. Get your characters and... maxed and yeah. exactly. It's pretty so, good. So what you're saying is this is the ideal, like get old gaming screaming again. Get four of us on there shooting the crap out of stuff. Yeah. 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 You were Friday night finally appeal zombie games mush. Are your yeah. thing? In general, no. Like they don't involve cards. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I enjoyed... Uh, Did you play Left 4 Dead? Or two? Or any I never really got into Left 4 Dead. Um, okay. I'm trying to... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm currently scrolling through my Steam list. Uh, seven Days to Die, that's the one I was thinking of. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I quite enjoyed Seven Days to Die. That was all right. That's a good night on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there's a few people playing this, I'll probably give it a try, you know? Uh, especially if it ever goes on sale, but even if yeah. not, I might pick it up. It looked like it had a PvP mode. I was watching some YouTube guys playing uh, 4v4. So there's a team of four versus a team of four, but there's also zombies involved as well. So it was a kind of capture locations A, B, and C. The more locations you hold, the more points you get. And every now and again, zombies are going to come and run through the map and like try and kill you as well as other players. Look pretty interesting. Because um, yeah, that would make sense. Because we've always done the co-op story mode. There is a multiplayer. Uh, well, yeah. Just... So there's something that Left 4 Dead never had, really, which is nice. 
I don't know. Um, you could do the monsters versus heroes, you know? So Yeah. Oh, yeah. versus. Oh, yeah, yeah. but you have to, I think what he means is like, you couldn't do like two squads against uh, the, uh, with, yes. with, yeah, the, sure. with the enemy in the middle, if you oh, like. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course. No, 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 there's nothing like that. Dan, you fancy some zombie action? Um, I do like zombie games, but it's another zombie game, isn't it? I don't know. At the moment, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. see your point. <laughs> like I said, it's not breaking any ground. It's just good for a pick-up and play with the lads and ladies. In the film where if you're ill, all the zombies don't see you or something. Is that right? No, uh, I think so. Cause you're like they ran around him in that famous scene, didn't they, when they were storming yeah. Jerusalem and he just stood there in the middle. I wonder if there's some sort of pick-up that you can get where it makes you ill and you can sort of like walk among them. Nah, not that we've discerned so far. No, it, it doesn't creep. have that mechanic, but do you know what mechanic it does have? Climbing! <laughs> it's called climbing. Woo! So well, it, it, only in that, like, um, the division's got climbing, so you can vault over stuff and you can, oh. you know, all that jazz. But I meant the zombies have got the climbing abilities, man. They can climb, believe it. They'll come up. If there's enough of them, they'll just stand on each other's shoulders and get up to you. How would you compare it to say, like, of course, Left 4 Dead, but other sort of horde games like Vermintide? Like, Vermintide, Vermintide, I don't know because it's the melee system. I like, mm. I like Vermintide a hell of a lot, and I love the setting. And there's just very yeah. much attention to detail in that in the under cities and stuff that you go to is cool. This is more sort of because it's real world stuff. I guess mm. they're trying to make it. Is I would say it's comparable to the like. Mm, like the division, I guess it's it's good quality graphics and stuff. Yeah. But w where the division allows you to go wherever you want, pretty much, this is very on on tracks. But it looks just as nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Because if it was yeah. like a Lord of the Rings game like that, and you were just getting them, like mobbed by orcs, and you could just slay them that. down. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure cool. they could probably reskin this into anything they wanted, but it's quite a cool I mean, license that they've got. I was kind of hoping that uh, when they were done with the, when um, the vermin type devs devs can't speak today were done with a uh, recent DLC for that game that they would open the modern like they had Left for Dead but they didn't mm. that that is one thing that we do, we don't really get these days is devs just going here's the mod tools to just keep the sure. game alive it's yeah. kind of like and that it does telling you it keeps games alive for such a lot longer. That's kind of maybe an anti-monetary thing. Like you, you want to then sell another game, or you want to sell. So if you've got a game that's lasting forever, they're not going to maybe buy the next one. I but see. It's probably I mean, a business strategy. But life isn't entirely about money, man. Like, and unfortunately, if you, you know on a corporate is, level, <laughs> there might be quite a few board members saying, "No, no, no, we would, uh, we want to release Firm Tide Three before you do that." Or whatever. Unfortunately, maybe. Linking wrong. back to what we were talking about last podcast with the Epic Games Store, I didn't even realise that uh, World War Z had released until <laughs> you mentioned, oh, we're talking about it on the podcast. I remember yeah. seeing some trailers a few months ago, and then you went, oh, this is out, and I went and had a look, and I was like, why haven't I heard about this? Like, I thought there was quite some hype, and then, oh, it's an Epic, Epic yeah. Games exclusive. That's yeah, why it wasn't until you it. mentioned Epic Store that I went, oh, that's why I haven't. Yeah, yeah. It, it was exactly the same here, yeah. 
I mean, normally, let's say a big game's getting released. Uh, let's take uh, Sekiro as an example. They, there was a lot of people waiting to play it on their Twitch streams. There's a lot of people, you know, getting sure. early access to produce their first play videos or impressions on YouTube. Like, this game didn't have that kind of PR machine behind it pushing all that out. True. I don't know why. It, I don't think that comes from Epic, does it? The, the, that would come sure. from the publisher. So just they just they just didn't seem to think about it like or have the money to do it or whatever. I don't know what how much it costs to get a whole bunch of influencers to play your game. Um, probably more than I would like. I mean, it depends who. Like, right? some people who really like the idea or the concept will just play it anyway, even if you don't pay them, right? But I um, sort of tracked it as soon as I found out it was coming out. I kind of watched it, you know. Yeah. Of yeah. my own volition, but you're right; it wasn't really publicised at all. Like, look at Scum. That ha that had like a crazy weekend. It did. Man. Of every streamer, every YouTuber in the world seemed to uh, get a free copy and and get on it, and like everybody was really excited about it. And then they released it to everyone, and we all got it. Like mm. you know, and it, it just had this amazing Scrubs momentum that we are. And it's dead. Scrubs. It's dead again now for a bit because yeah. they're yeah. not doing anything with it. Well, they obviously are working behind the scenes, but you know, it's it was just it didn't. It was a real big weekend, wasn't it, for that game? Yeah. And, oh look, he's having the poo! Everyone, show the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember you all taking a dump on me when I went for a drink. <laughs> then I would say you asked for us to do that. <laughs> I would say that, like with Scum, there's a lot more to show off. It's a whole, you know, like all the mechanics and stuff that they built for their game and everything like that. Whereas, Probably a bit more mystery. Well, like what's going to be there? Just, it's building on what's already established, you know, mm. just a zombie shooter, like Dan said. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, see how, see how quickly it goes on sale. I've bought it. I haven't played it yet, but I will. I'm looking forward to it. I quite like four-player co-op games. They're always good. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, do you guys want to take a break? And then, uh, you know, we'll come back and talk about the new Steam headset. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Now recording. <laughs> Craig's doing it. Craig's doing it. Yeah, he's pronunciating. Is it um, pronunciated? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Old Gaming Podcast for the April 30th, 2019. I was going to say the end of April, but then I put the date in, so that made no sense. Uh, we've been talking about World War Z and the Overwatch Workshop, and now, because it's just hot off the presses, Steam Index VR headset. So let me give you a quick rundown on some important stats. 1440 by 600 per eye. 1600. 1600 per eye. Ultra low persistence global blacklight illumination at 144 hertz. Ooh. Frame rate variable between 80, 90, 120, and 144. I'll go for 80. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else is really important to know. Field of view. Field of view. Optimized eye relief adjustment allows a typical yeah. user experience 20. Degrees more than the HTC Vive. And what's the HTC Vive then? If it's twenty degrees more. How, which it's one do you own? I own the Vive. The you own the Vive. Yes. How are your I'm degrees? 
I have never thought of the degrees before. <laughs> I'm looking at the Vive set uh, headset stats now. That's now. Field views yeah. are important, man. That's how much yeah. you can see, dudes. Yeah, so how natural it suppose it feels. Well, we've got 180 as a human, pretty much. In a sort of letterboxy shape. Kind does of. the wire that I can see coming off it have to go all the way to the computer, or does it go to a little pack on your back or something, like on your belt or whatever? It's probably um, a wired headset. It's probably all the way to your computer, like the Vive mm. Yeah. That's the next step in it. Get so rid of that. Um, what does the base station do? Like, can you... Sorry. Can we so have that... a quick rundown of how VR works? Because I'm fairly sure, like, I mean, I don't know anything about it. I'm sure some people who are listening don't. So the base Actually... stations are pretty much, like, you know, the connect that would scan your body. Not well. So you... From an Xbox? Yeah. It's pretty yeah. much two of them that you have at either side of your room that, like, monitors where, like, pretty much goes with the head track and, and the, um, the controllers. So it monitors where, like, your head is, where the headset is and the controllers are. You can have up to four of those to make it even more accurate. Yeah. I don't think the Vive can do that. I don't know how it works. Oh, I've just got... Have... I've only got two. See, it works really well with just two, so I... I can have oh, the feels... most responsive 3D porn ever. That's great. You can. You can, yeah. So they've got, like, little tiny, like, lasers inside them, I think, that are scanning the whole area for changes all the time. Um, mush. And, it, and then it can uh, give you products that you might want to buy that flash up. And it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I see your toilet paper's running out. Would you like to buy some Andrex? So I think, I think the, the, the very basic stage. principle is you've got two monitors that are in front of your eyes and it's connected to your graphics card. And uh, that's generating images in those eyes, which it splices together to make it feel like it's real. I assume that's, that you don't need it as basically described as that, did you probably? But that's that's what we're talking about. And then there are sensors in the room that track where you're moving. And then how your hand moves and stuff, so they can relate that yeah. to the game. Ah, cool. Okay. I've posted the stats in the podcast channel, if you want to have a look at them, Dave. Okay, this so... Is, this is for the standard Vive that I've got. So, so standard Vive, straight away, I can see that lower resolution, 1080 by 1200, compared to 1440 by 1600, which is good. We want that finer detail, especially when you're mm -hmm. really, really close. Yeah. 110 degrees field of view. Oh, nice. Uh, on the uh, Vive, but it doesn't say what it more. is. Twenty it says twenty degrees more than that, so we have to assume that. One hundred and thirty. One hundred and thirty degrees. I don't know why they didn't just put. 130. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't put that. But yeah, so maybe some way of changing it in the future. It's trying to but flex so. on Vive. I think the the main big thing here, other than the resolution, which is obviously massive, is the uh, refresh rate. So yeah. you're at the static ninety on the Vive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... whereas you can go up to 144, and it's variable, which I don't know if it is on the Vive. No, so having a variable refresh like, yeah. is quite important, I think, depending on the PC um... quality you're dealing with. What about why would price, you then? want to have it? Why would you want to have it lower then? Well, if your if your computer isn't able to generate two monitors worth of information at 80, and it's oh, lower, yeah. or you know, let's, so it allows your the eye, the screens, and your graphics card to be closer to each other, so you get less tearing and, and other artifacts from resolution refresh rates not matching. Yeah. But uh, how about price? Four five nine for headset only. Four hundred and sixty quid. I need. I'm trying available to available for pre-order in twenty one hours. 
right now I've just got it in dollars because I'm an idiot. Oh, there we go. Let me change the location. <laughs> Where on earth is the United Kingdom? There we are. I mean, it's cheaper than a graphics card, isn't it? Which you do need a pretty decent one. It says here a 970 or higher. So it's recommended. Or a RX 480 if you're AMD scum like me. It is four, <laughs> four cheaper than a new phone. Like, yeah, four hundred and ninety nine pound for the full kit for the default uh, Vive. Okay, is that with two um, that room is with sensors? Two room sensors, the two controllers, and the headset. So this is nine hundred and twenty quid for the equivalent package. Yeah, that's a lot more. The headset, pretty much, the headset is like thirty quid more than the whole package for the Vive. I'm not. I'm just not excited about VR. Dan, are you excited about VR? No, well, I've got one funny eye as well, which makes VR really difficult for me as well. I find I can't seem to do it very long, if at all, really. Or can I sort you, of can get you do three D like IMAX cinemas and things? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. sort of fine. But when it's up close like that, because I've got a bit of a fuzzy left eye, it sort of puts the experience off, really. Oh, okay. So oh. in the future, when we're all kind of doing it, you'll be like, oh. I'll be down the allotment, mate. <laughs> the, Vi- the Vive Pro, which is like the sort of second generation VR, that's uh, seven hundred and ninety-nine for just the headset. Yeah, that's pretty high it's, specs, it's, though, isn't it? That's a bit yeah. of a beast. That is. Um, the, the, sorry, what were you gonna say? Well, the Valve Index headset's not going to work on its own, is it? So you can. It works with the, the Vive stuff. Oh, does it? So, yeah, you could you could just upgrade the headset for, if you. For me, I'd have to spend like nine hundred well, quid. Yeah, well, eight hundred twenty-eight quid it is for the the package with the headset and the controllers, and then also uh, the base station, which is one hundred thirty-nine quid. So it's a lot. Of... And you might have to do a little upgrade to your computer, maybe as well. Sure, I've got nine seventy, I think. Oh, okay, you're all right. Just. God, I've just I have just noticed. Yeah, so yeah, the full for the Valve Index nine hundred and nineteen pound for the full kit. Yeah, it's it's debatable of do you then just go that little bit extra and say get the Vive Pro? Mm. Yeah, is the Vive Pro higher spec? I'm trying to find the specs now. I'm I'm looking for it now, but I can't. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Um, it's no, it's actually not. I'll post the specs now. Do 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 specs posted fourteen forty by sixteen hundred, so it's the same really, hmm. but with lower field of view, one hundred and ten degrees, and lower refresh rate, which again yeah. is fixed. And fixed. For non gaming, I think VR's got some really good potential. It's like a surgeon could learn how to do operations and things like that in remotely. Yeah, in virtual reality, or a pilot could do it, and that'll be the next thing. Is where there won't be an actual pilot; there'll be someone sat at a computer flying a plane a or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know if they'll ever do that. To be honest, Dan, just because like, yeah, probably gonna be a lot more risk averse if like you're not. We've lost connection. Well. We're now free falling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking lizard squad take over. Like. <laughs> I will say the Vive Pro is uh, wireless as well, which is that's quite a major yeah. benefit. 
Yeah. They've already got drones in the military that they fly like that, and they even use Xbox controllers as well. <laughs> yeah, Because they were so much cheaper than the ones that they made for it. It's also because people are more familiar with them. Mm. It just feels right now, even even for the PC Master Race, that to get into any kind of decent level of VR, being it like 800, 900,000 pounds, it's just too much. It's just... It, and while it's always that expensive, it's an additional to your existing PC yeah. and monitor and everything else you've already bought, right? You just you always got this tiny marketplace, and because you've always got a tiny marketplace, then there's never going to be the investment in the games mm. to be made because they're not going to take a big production studio, let's say like Ubisoft, aren't going to kind of redirect the full power of that studio can levy behind a VR game. Yeah, but PlayStation Five's out this year. It is it this end of this year. Or- we, don't, we won't know till June. Yeah. They'll probably announce it at E3. They'll probably do a new headset as well. Yeah. I, I've got the PlayStation um, VR here at the moment. And like once the initial hubbub of having it goes away, it's just a chore to get it all out and plug it yeah. all in. And, like, I'd rather just... I don't know. It's still not quite there yet for the PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't admit. think what... What it really needs, uh, VR main, is once the first eSport to use VR hits, that's it. Like, it's right. blown up. You know what I mean? As soon as it happens once, that's going to be it. Everything's going to be VR. Yeah, I mean, it's so gonna funny watch, to watch, wouldn't it? I'm going to watch VR eSports. I need to do it in VR. I need to be a 360 stream that I can... Where my head's yeah. inside, maybe as yeah, well. Yeah, and then you can see everyone like watching around them, like ghosts. <laughs> nah, but knowing your not our luck, well, it'll be like an actual stadium. I'll be sat at the back somewhere, and all I'll get is the backs of loads of other people watching it on VR. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, how much you pay? You know. Yeah, you premium member. Yeah, and then I'll be sat at the front. <laughs> well, I mean, it needs a game like World of Warcraft, doesn't it? I mean, how many people did that bring to PC and sustain PC growth for how many years? There is a game in development, which is like kind of like an MMO light, but looking at about, tw- I think, 20 people per server, which is you can play on uh, your PC with mouse and keyboard, or you can play it VR, which That's I think good. is the big thing that they need to sort of push. I know The Forest has that. Nice. but um, uh, I agree with that completely. If we're both playing tonight, you, yeah. you happen to have been the guy that's invested <clears throat> in the VR set. Yeah, it should it should be that. Well, you know what? I'm playing it in VR, but I don't have to to play yeah. with you. That yeah. that would be major. Yeah, there is a f- like. I think the big thing right now is the actual game market for VR is so small. There's so many games which are like, oh, this is cool, and then you get bored. But it's more like tech demos right now. Yeah, which is a lot of the stuff. There is a few good games that are really good games, like say, um, Blade and Sorcery is excellent. That looks amazing. Who are the Elder Scrolls guys, you know, that make that game and uh, Fallout and all those other games? Bethesda. Bethesda. They seem to be the, one of the few people that have really put some major money oh, yeah. and Skyrim. time. Skyrim VR is supposed to be a really good. The, yeah. uh, the combat I mean, just as whiffy as, like, the melee combat is just as whiffy as, like, well, Skyrim's combat. But apparently, like, using the magic and the archery oh. is so much better. But That'll it seems be like cool. they've been using their previously released titles like Skyrim and yeah. Fallout as test grounds for working out how it all works and how to get oh, yeah. the best out of it so that they can then come to market with a I don't know if it'll be a VR exclusive game 
but a game built from the ground up to be VR supported. I think making a VR exclusive is a good way to alienate your audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like putting it on the Epic Store. I think you need yeah. it to be a you need it to be an option and maybe have your playthroughs so that like, you know, you can have like a normal playthrough or a VR playthrough and you know like you can't you know because presumably there'd be some differences or you know like um extra mechanics you could include you know yeah. a bit easier with VR for instance like um, I'd say the controller or VR is the future it's not like say like when the Wii first got announced everyone was excited then picked it and went oh this is shit and then the connect was this is <laughs> worse this how did you make a worse version of the Wii I mean, the yeah. Wii was good man like it was, it was good for like party games. But anything yeah. else, wait, like say because it was cheap. Yeah, like if you were trying to say aim a gun, it was a nightmare to accurately shoot. Oh yeah, I had uh, Medal of Honor on the way. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that Red Steel, great. I think, was another one. That was quite bad. But VR, as soon as I tried it, it was like, this is the next thing. And the more yeah. I played it, is the more like, yeah. There just there needs to be more development. Right now, I'd compare it to think of when consoles first came out and the sort of experimental era that was. Oh where yeah, where people were just trying everything different. The Xbox launch with <laughs> yeah, Goliath. It's very much in that sort of stage where yeah. everyone's experimenting, everyone's trying new things. That's why we've got six million different headsets coming out with every company going. What if we did this instead? What if we did this instead? And given it's the time, gold rush. Yeah. But it is good that devs are supporting it, and hopefully it will get some good games and actually become that next sort of thing. I'm just not excited for it, but it's good to hear someone that is. I like it. So I think it's good for us to push the boundaries of technology and yeah. see where it takes us. It's, it's cool. Okay. Well, new headset out for you to spend your money on. Uh, oh, what's this? We're talking about a card game. That means Mush must be here. So Magic the Gathering set. Magic the Gathering set. What's going on? Tell us all about it, Mush. Well, new set, boys. I am hyped for this. Like, (laughs) finally, something I know about. Uh, Yeah. So, new new Magic the Gathering set called War of the Spark. Uh, It is set on the plane of Ravnica, same as the last two sets that have came out this year and last year. And um, so this is, so they do like story arcs and this is the end of the story arc involving uh, a big evil dragon called Nicobolus. And that was Nicol Bolus, I'm not swearing, uh, not <laughs> saying things I'm not meant to say there. And uh, basically there was a lot of planeswalkers on either side of this war. So a planeswalker is... Uh, someone who can, this is going to sound really stupid, walk the planes. So, like, <laughs> where a plane is, say, like, um, a not dimension, but, like, you know, say, a world, and they can kind of go in between them and whatnot. Uh, so, Nicobolus has been running around uh, conquering planes, killing a lot of planeswalkers, recruiting the ones he didn't kill, whatnot. And then there was the Gatewatch, who were the good guys, who were like, nah, we're not going to let you do that. So they're having a bit of a war. Um, and it's all kicking off on Ravnica. So for the first time, 
Planeswalkers as cards are available in common and uncommon rarity. So the reason, time. Yeah, so so the reason this is big is like in the past, um, you know, it's a card type that's been available, but they've mostly been mythics. I think there might have been a few rares. You know, see so you're talking like if you were to, you know, draft where everyone gets three packs, you open them, you you know, take a card, pass them on and build decks. Um you would maybe see one to two planeswalkers out of the entire eight person pod. So out of right. the twenty four packs you would see maybe two planeswalkers max. Okay. Um with them being common and uncommon, you are now guaranteed in this set at least one planeswalker per pack. Okay. So in a eight person pod, instead of having one to two planeswalkers, you've now got at least twenty four. Nice. Very different. Uh, so it, it really changes the gameplay quite a lot. Um, and, you know, it diversifies it a lot. They've also, with this set, um, so they brought on a load of former pros to um, kind of work as a balance team now and, you know, really make interesting cards, really try and, you know, not make... Because in the past, they've had some really overpowered, terrible sets where, like... You know, like the Hatter Emergency ban a few cards and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, since I've introduced them, the last couple of sets have been pretty good. And then with this set, they went, look, we want to make commons and uncommons more interesting so that people are more incentivized to play, you know, like um, more of the cards that were released rather than say, oh, this set came out, there's two good cards, we'll just jam them in their already existing decks. So, part it's of that shake was up, then, isn't it? it's a really yeah, big shake yeah, up. yeah. They're really trying to shake it up, and you know, we'll so the pre-release was Friday. The actual release is this Friday, and um, yeah, you know, we'll see in the next couple of weeks. Um, I haven't really been playing much arena. Uh, when I have been playing, I haven't been building new decks yet. Uh, okay, so. You know, I'm sure next time we've got Ian on, because, you know, Ian plays as well. Uh, so I'm sure next time we've got Ian on. Me and you guys could compare some decks you've built with the new sets. Yeah, yeah, get our decks out and compare them, you know. Oh, them... yeah. Got a, got a bit of deck comparison. It's great. Yeah, got to love it. Okay, so well, you, you explain the, 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 like, the battle. What sort of role do you play then? It's like, a car, you know, the guy with the cards. How do they factor in you as a player into the lore? Or do you are you like the events that you through your battles that or is you know is that what goes down in the histories? Um, so in the so the law doesn't include you as such, yeah, but the, the way it know. kind of works is like so nobody plays the game of you know I'm sure there is people who play the game like this, but like no nobody competitively is really like oh you know. Um, I'm telling a story through the players I make, but right. you kind of are. So say like, I don't know, um, you're playing a, a deck that your lands are like mountains and plains. So, you know, you're trudging through the plains, just trudging up the mountains. Mm. Oh, you play this uh, two drop, I don't know, whatever it is, a demon or something. It's like, boom, you encountered this, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is fighting for you. Your enemy on the other side, or oh, what's he got? Oh, he's got a planeswalker with him. You know what I mean? And like yeah, suddenly, yeah, like you're so. building these armies, and your armies are fighting. And that's in theory, I guess, how like the, you know, if you were to ask their marketing manager or whoever, yeah, yeah, how is the game played? That's what they would tell you. Right. Realistically, it's a bunch of like, 
sweaty nerd sat in a game shop going, <laughs> going oh I'm getting so unlucky with the cards I'm drawing you know because that's how we all sound when we play magic uh, you might need to put a trigger warning in there yeah triggered triggered <laughs> that's cool no I'm glad you're excited for it and it sounds like it's a good shake up and it's good for the game so that's that's always benefit isn't it you know some interesting builds and uh, a whole new different way of playing potentially yeah, I mean, um, you know, potentially, maybe not next time. Maybe next time. Maybe not next time. Uh, maybe like the one after. Uh, you know, we can kind of revisit this, and you know, maybe say, "Oh, was it as good as you hoped?" And yeah, yeah, good. You never know. Maybe you could get back into it, Dave. Maybe. You... Yeah, I will. I'll try. I'll try. It's, you know, I I didn't fall out with it. It's just you know, you have to keep on top of it, don't you? Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. You can't, yeah. can't let it get away from you. Um, but I did enjoy my time playing it. Must admit. Was very good. Any of you guys ever had any card games in your past, other than just actual playing cards? Just poker, I played poker. a little bit of uh, Star Wars Destiny, but that's more just me and mates rather than like going to game shops or play online. That's fair. Uh, uh, do do I get to flex here? Do I go? I'll yeah, just go, go on, on Boney. Go on. Tell us. Give us the flex. Oh, so well, on top of playing poker quite a lot. Um, I also used to be uh, used to be number one in the world in a game, the card game. Oh. <laughs> uh, didn't know. Are we having to pay you tonight to be here? Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a big game though. Like there was. Did you invent it at home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just me. Uh, no, I think like the most concurrent I got was like, well, sorry, the most average monthly players it had was probably. I don't know, like seventy thousand or something in a month. Okay. Uh, so it was never that big, but yeah, I and was. Mush has dominated all of them. Yeah. What was it nice. called, Mush? Just for our fans out there that want to look it up. Uh, I mean, the game's completely dead. The servers don't run anymore or anything. Um, but it was Chronicle RuneScape Legends by Jagex. Nice. And much Catch like every game they've ever made. Apart from RuneScape, it died a horrible death within a year. <laughs> because so Jagex need to sort their shit out. But, uh... There you go, Jagex, if you're listening, the mush has spoken. So you should, Jagex. <laughs> Get a job. Now, did you guys ever think that Steam would get a billion accounts? One billion. A billion. I suppose it did, really. Yeah. But it, wasn't, it wasn't like... Something I was expecting. It wasn't. I was like, "Oh, look at that! That's quite major." The trouble is, I want to compare it to something. Like, how many accounts does Xbox have? How many accounts does Sony PlayStation have? And how many the... people are there in the world? Eight billion, is it? I want to say at least two. One in every eight people. I mean, I imagine they're not all real. That's the thing. Yeah, what? The people. people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, if you count Facebook, probably. No, Craig's you know, not real. So this year, there'll be 7.53 billion people, roughly, oh, in the world. That's a lot of people. So, you know, there's one billion of them are on Steam. That's a lot, but isn't it? It would be interesting to find out whether, uh, of those accounts, how many had purchased something in the store. Yeah, active users. I would be interested to see how many were also CSGO Smurfs. <laughs> I imagine that's quite a lot. <laughs> a 
lot. Yeah, probably. I found uh, stats from the third quarter of 2018 for Xbox Live. They okay. had 59 million monthly active oh, players. Yeah, that's, that's quite an important stat because it's monthly active, yeah. so they're quite recent players. Uh, this this number could be, you know, from people that haven't played for years and years and years. They're still uh, counting them. It says that's last true. January, Valve also showed interesting statistics, particularly the impressive sum of 90 million active users. Right. Which is the same number of active users of Sony PSN service. Yeah. I think it's on, it feels like PC gaming is on the growth side sure. of, of gaming, you know, because consoles have been out for a while now and they're a bit flat. Well, the consoles uh, use the same terminology basically now to define what's in the machine. So people are switched on to what, what a console's made up of. Yeah. And it's just an extension of that. I don't know what this does for Steam's ability to grow as a company, a Valve or whatever. You know, it's, it's a it's a stick to shake at Epic, though, isn't it? It True. is. That's the kind of stat that you want to be throwing about, isn't it? Yeah. Whilst you with your two hundred thousand or whatever they've got, I imagine it was quite a low number. It's Look, millions. World War Z. If you put your game on our platform, people sure. would realise it was released. Yeah, they would know it's out. Yeah. Well, they're saying that there's going to be some kind of uh, upgrade to, well, evolution of Steam features, introduction of events, and uh, or total redesign of the library, a new feature in Steamworks backend for developers. That so, um, steamid.io website that I found has got a um, residence map of the world for Steam profiles. So you can look at active Steam profiles by region. So United States, right. 1 million, 11,000. I could probably try and find that. But <laughs> Russia, 727,000 is number two. China, 193,000 profiles. Australia, 130,000 profiles. United Kingdom, 248,000 profiles. So a fifth of the, of the United States. And... Uh, a little under half of Russia is what we represent, but more than Australia and more than Brazil and more than China, it's quite Australia cool. just doesn't have the connections for it, though, do they? Germany's got 278,000, same as us, pretty much. Poland's got 269. He loves the gameage, yeah, man. They're all playing The Witcher, he's on the and stamps. Yeah, so it's, you look at looking at those numbers. It's not it's not anywhere near a billion though. Even if you sure that's, that's more like the active element, I suppose. It's a it's good. It's got to be good news for PC gaming though overall to be looking oh. at those kind of numbers. It's great, and you want to see that. I want to see it gets to a point where you're not having games being built with consoles in mind first and PC second. You want it the other way around. Sure. Where they get the shitty parts, not us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, we'll, we've got this kind of knob that will turn right down and then just hit export, and then that's what you'll get. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it's so much easier to do it for a console than it is for a PC with so many different components that they've got to make sure it works with stuff their own setups and everything, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I, I no, I know it's not as simple as that, but I did look up to see what steam number i was which was 123 millionth 
438,000. Woo! So I'm, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty high up there, unfortunately. Who's got the lowest Steam number? Uh, mine's 43 million, I believe. So... 40 million from me. I'm like 79 million. Ooh. Oh, am I, am am I, I finding this? Go to the Steam. Yeah, Steamid.io forward slash lookup. Just everyone wait there. <laughs> Drum roll, come on. Guys. Steam, you, did you create Steam. your Steam.io forward slash lookup. Okay, carry on talking. It's this kind of suspense <laughs> that they try and build into <laughs> magic movie moments and Game of Thrones. <laughs> what year, Hat? Did you create your profile? Uh, it was 2008, I think. 2008. Did Dan create a profile before 2008? So I can't just put Dan in, can I? I've got to find... No, your Steam go, to, <laughs> go to Steam, click in your top right, click view my profile, and then your steamcommunity.com slash profiles slash big number. Do you want to copy that entire link in and hit look up? That's my big number. You can just put in your Steam name. How oh, does that work? My Steam yeah. name's Dan. Yeah, but you might have changed it. So hold on. Is oh yeah, way? so what it was originally, okay. Yeah. Edirio. Okay. May 2009, I started. Ooh, it's going to be higher. Hat wins. September 13, 2008 was me. What's nice. your number, Dan? Your ID three number or three ID? ID three. You. Yeah. Semicolon yeah. one. Semicolon. Yeah. Four nine six four two nine nine five. Yeah. Forty nine millionth. Forty nine millionth. So you know it's all right. Look at you, youngins. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm a lot older than you. I think I'm the youngest one here. Console chump. I created it three days before my birthday. Oh. Perhaps I was getting a PC for my birthday, and I was like, That's "Oh, I gotta get Steam." <laughs> three days before I've got a PC. <laughs> yeah, I legit didn't know what Steam was until I needed it for the orange box. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think that's what caused me to get it. Oh, I want another pool game. Uh, there's a mod on the uh, li- um, on the store, like a tail. Oh, what with the Portal 2 Steam Workshop? So, before we wrap this up, I'm just going to go around the room to see what people have been playing. Um, I have just been dipping into lots of things. I've played some new uh, patch Battlegrounds. They've released um, a few little different tweaks to the way you can level up your character and you can make investments into weapons now. So, you can level up an AK 47 or AKM or whatever it's called, and then you can. Get little charms to dangle and hang off your gun and get little badges to wear to represent your skill and proficiency with the gun. The downside is it doesn't make you any better with that gun. It doesn't unlock any useful attachments or skins or anything like that. So I was a bit disappointed in that. But um, I went. the game was feeling nice and tight. I had a few uh, solo matches. It was good fun. Any um, chicken dinners? No chicken dinners. I was just sort of more dabbling with it. I wasn't sitting down for a sesh. And getting like into it. I've been playing some Tarkov as well. I feel like I'm really starting to get to know Customs Map. I've been dropping in there on my own and just like 
getting through, getting all the things I need, and getting out alive, which is it's quite nice. But they're really heart pounding twenty minute oh, yeah. moments. <laughs> Tarkov is a game where you need like your map knowledge is key. When... Oh man, I've been alt tabbing a lot with <laughs> the map, and I've got my headphones on max volume. Just is anything getting near me while I'm alt tabbed, trying to like listen for it. But it's it's very stressy. I've been struggling to play it with you guys as a group because I I feel like I really need to concentrate at the moment because I don't know anything because I'm still quite new. So being in a in an environment where you guys are running off and just you know where you're going, I'm just like, ah, oh, this time I can't work this out. Um, or getting shot by bloody, obviously. Well, as an Who doesn't? True. Every, well, I think Ian's done the most friendly fire recently. <laughs> so have you, you've been playing Tarkov, huh? Anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I've, I've eased off the Warframe uh, yeah. grind, and it's mainly just where to Tarkov now. What's your character level in Tarkov since the reset a few weeks ago? 14. I've been doing no quests, and that's pretty, <laughs> that is just from killing people and looting stuff. Yeah, that's all I've been doing as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. It's good to it's good. I think it's good to focus on one oh, game yeah. and get good at it, you know. Uh Mush, do, should we even ask what you've been playing? Do we just know? Uh I took the Govern. Yeah, yeah. And uh Final Fantasy. Oh look how honest you were, that's lovely. You didn't have to call you out. We didn't have to call you out. You you out, didn't didn't call you out. <laughs> well actually I've also been playing RuneScape and I didn't mention that, so oh! <laughs> the champion's back. Yeah, oh. what's 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 your level on uh Final Fantasy now? Uh fifty five. What's your character? I'm a warrior. War fifty five warrior. Yeah. You you working towards something? Um, so I'm just playing through the first expansion at the minute. Okay. And uh, also the there is like a relic weapon grind, which is basically like a, uh, it's like an extremely long series of quests where you get like a, uh, relic like a fancy weapon and then upgrade it through like the tiers. Okay, it's worth it. Uh, by the end, sure, but it's one hell of a grind. Like it's um. It's not going to be better than gear you could get otherwise, but obviously it just looks cool. And like, yeah. if you're using it, it, it shows, you know, I've put hundreds of hours into, you know, being a fucking idiot and <laughs> doing this. So, in the fashion. Yeah, so, basically, so I'm doing that as well. As I'm yeah, going. yeah, okay, good. That's, that's fine, the true it? end game of any sort of MMO multiplayer it is. game. Is how I look. How fabulous I am. Yeah, look how big my EP is. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Viv, what have you been playing? Uh, of course, World War Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, 3.5, Alpha 3.5, Star Citizen. Oh, yeah, a bit of Star there. Citizen. We can't go a podcast without talking about Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, boys. Uh, Did you so... notice anything different? Uh, mm, yeah, I, guess I haven't gone to Art Court, but the flight model, of course, has completely changed now. So that's a bit For the better, oh, initially? For sure. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. Um, um, Dan, you took my Connie out and did a little thing with it. That was good, wasn't it? We had a little yeah. blip in 3.5. Yeah, I'm quite liking Star Citizen at the moment. It's, <laughs> it's actually, some, actually something to do in it, which is quite nice. I bought uh, a Cyclone little buggy thing. don't know why, because I don't think I can do anything with it except for drive around on the... <laughs> is that for on planets? It's like yeah. a motorbike? No, it's like a... hover a... bike. It no, it's the Dragonfly. Oh, the Dragonfly. Yes, yeah, like a golf cart. Nah, it's a bigger one. <laughs> bigger, bigger I didn't buy it with my own money. Humby. I bought it in the game with my yeah, own yeah, in-game yeah. credits, man. I'm not gonna spend no more money, real no, no, money no. on that shit. Uh, 
yeah, it's it's cool. It's like solid, it seems, but there's a bit of glitchy AI going on in space. Like you can't really hit these some of the spaceships because they just jutter about. I don't know. Looks pretty weak, but when it getting works, there, yeah, it's getting there. A very slow pace. Next, the next big patch. That's when I'm going to be sinking my teeth into it. Go on then. Why lawmaker piracy? The uh, black market. Uh, that's what I've been waiting <laughs> for for years now. Is that three point six already? That's yeah. three three point six. Right. Okay. The next patch. We haven't got any clue on time scale for that, have we? Uh, end of two. third quarter. Or was it end of second quarter? Yeah, it should be quarter yeah. two. Right. Well, that can't be far away. End of July, I think. Isn't yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're on our way to that. Dan, how are the bees? Uh, they're doing all right, yeah. One of them lost a queen over winter. I'm, re- I'm making a new queen. It's How just... do you make one? 3D printer? <laughs> yeah, well, I gave them a, a frame which had some eggs in it, another hive. And then they feed one of those eggs royal jelly, and they made a little uh, queen cup out of it. Hopefully the queen has been born, and hopefully she's out on her mating flight over the next few days to go and get loads of sperm inside her last her a few years. I think we know a few girls like that. <laughs> it's not just the entire of uh, Atu. No, that's going to that's gonna announce. Careful now. Careful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't say we're having much. <laughs> but yes, you're right. So, yeah. I, I assume now is a good time for um, honey. Um, yeah, it's all starting to kick off now, so it's yeah. nice. That's good. I bet you're buzzing. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> you been playing any games, or are you in the garden and the, the allotment all the time? What's that? You playing any games? Uh, well, Star Citizen. I've been playing a bit yeah. of that, which I've been really good. enjoying. We went to pick up a parcel in space, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll go and grab it. It's floating right in front of the ship, a few meters away." And I airlock open, sucks me out, and I instantly died. I was like, "Oh, <sighs> that's good." Yes, uh, Did you forget to have your helmet on? Well, that's what everyone said, but I, I just, I was just default set up, so I'm sure <laughs> default it comes with the helmet, and you don't I, have to put the visor down, do you? I got that parcel back though. Oh, you did. That's good. Yeah. Then. It oh, was worth my death, my, my sacrifice. <laughs> my particular favourite bug at the moment is the uh, the spacesuit that I've got. It's like armoured, and it's got thrusters where my nipples would be. Oh, nice. Oh, they're permanently <laughs> on. The bug yeah. is, yeah, they're constantly like letting off steam, so it looks like I've got steamy nipples. That's that's going to be a probably a pretty high-end upgrade later on when the game releases, you know, having some sort of magical moment happening around your nipples. I imagine I'm just sitting here with my fingers on my chest looking at what that would look like. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> Have you got steamy nipples, Dave? No, no, I haven't. If you rub them enough, you might start lactating. (laughs) Oh, maybe. My man man boobs. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I've just picked up World War Z, so I'm looking forward to that. Having to go on that as well. They are talking about um, trying to get persistence between the big patches now, aren't they, Star Citizen? Yeah, well, it was Dunk's talking about that room. Uh, You can have, like, a little spot, can't you? Oh, yeah. um... Your hub, like where you a persistent place. Starting. Yeah, you know when you uh, wake up and you're in your little room. Yeah, I think that's gonna stay persistent. It's like a, pretty much as them trying see how well persistence works between a the big patches. The absolute yeah. musts they have to get sorted. I would say ASAP is mission sharing. 
Yeah. It's nothing more frustrating than like only one of us getting paid when we're out there. It's, yeah, that's rubbish. It's not encouraging cooperation. You know, also play. easier transferring between of money between yeah, players money sharing. Yeah. absolutely uh, org related anything man because yeah, if nothing... you're in an org you can it's... share stuff and someone can even have an org bank or something yeah if they have that an org what all mate in my hab come on <laughs> my persistent hab <laughs> I'll help you persist the stains will stay <laughs> Clean up adult land. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to think back to when they announced the features they want in a full release. Are they wanting it so, like, say, if you go out and you've got your like marine armor and your gun and you die? Do you lose that? Do they want you to like lose that, or when you respawn, will you still have that? I think in you'd Star lose Citizen. That. Yeah, you'd lose it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that's that's the gonna idea get is you'll be recovered. Yeah, it? I think that's what they'll want you to do, and then you'll get repaired. So over time, you'll get a bionic arm and a bionic yeah. leg, and you'll be well, able you to show that you're worn. You're, you've been in scrapes before, and you've yeah. got some history. Because that's going to give some uh, talk of fear that landing on a planet with your stuff and going, oh god, please don't shoot us or have yeah. a good ship come down and kill you. Mate, major fear, like never undocking in Eve, never leaving <laughs> yeah. the station. That was the same thing. I don't want to take my ship out that I've just bought. Yeah, absolutely. I think games are, are like best when they have that. Like when you have to risk a reward. Yeah. It, it changes our way of thinking in in the right way otherwise everything becomes about exploitation yeah yeah that's fine okay well we're nearly out of time i think we've been on for another hour for a 45 minute podcast again (laughs) which is starting to become the theme so sorry about running long everybody i would like to quickly shout out that we do still have a few tickets available for altland even though it's only oh less than 24 days away something like that which is quite exciting so uh, yeah if you want to head over there and grab a ticket for the next gaming event where we're going to get really drunk and play some silly games in Ollerton near Nottingham Uh, it's a northern one this time so yeah and other than that yes indeed northern faithful you know looking after you guys not as northern as your northern no. obviously mush but relatively so for Sheffield it's not the north yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in Devon it's pretty north oh yeah sure <laughs> so uh, yeah other than that I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us tonight guys and helping with the podcast um, and we'll see you in about two weeks time for another one for number 12 We're looking for around about mid May so uh, whatever gaming news has come out between now and then. So, oh, yeah. can can we record number thirteen live at? Uh, we could record number thirteen live, we're, but it would be fall- pretty shit. <laughs> does it fall on the Outland weekend? It, it yeah, yeah, just it about. Oh, or yeah. just, well, the one after maybe actually technically, but um, but it would be the end of May, wouldn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, we could do a little special maybe. Maybe we could record a soundbite and I'll drop it into the podcast. Or we do something like that. <laughs> just lots of drunken noise. Yeah, yeah, just silly. This is a live feed from the... Everyone just turns their phones off. Like, not this is a live that. feed. Yes, boys! <laughs> right, well, it's good night from me. And it's good night from you guys. Good night. Good, good night. night. <laughs>
<laughs> See you next time. Bye. Whoopi Goldberg.